Good evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag uh, Show. You said the fantasy show, then what an awful start to the Franchise Tag podcast it is. I am your host, Freddie Hall, rattled by this weekend's NFL, very clearly. Um, A massive weekend. Welcome to Sky. Welcome to Johnny. Back on the show once again to talk about all of the divisional round playoff football. Lots of exciting things happened. I was in the casino for the Jags Chiefs game. Uh, just been telling the guys about it. A bit of a crazy night. Very good watching there. Lots of Jags and Chiefs fans. Lots of fun. And it really shows that the NFL UK are staying up to all hours to watch their teams battle it out to try and get to the AFC and NFC Championship. Two teams will go to each and two teams are going to each. Johnny, a lot of things happened this weekend. I mean, it, it's been it's been a crazy weekend of NFL football. We were saying beforehand, though, maybe not as exciting as the wildcard weekend was, though. Yeah, I think obviously we're down to the final stages now of the NFL season for 2022-23. It's getting to the nitty-gritty sort of thing. And I feel there was a little bit, you know, of, of yeah, getting back to reality after the, all the excitement of the, the wild card round. Um, you know, we didn't particularly have the drama um, of, you know, weekends that have been and gone. But certainly we still had all the storylines. I mean... You know the way that the Bengals were able to to dominate the the Bills was was certainly one of the um, the talking points, not just from um, this weekend, but from the season, uh, and as well, you know, looking at you know the the Eagles, um, obviously who had the bye week, looking very dominant as well against the Giants. So yeah, it all makes for a very exciting um, penultimate weekend in in the NFL, and yeah, really looking forward to watching the conference championships um, on on Sunday. We've got four very exciting games to talk about, Sky. A lot of headlines, like we said, I suppose, from all these games. We might as well kick off with the Jags-Chiefs game first. The Chiefs beating the Jags 27-20. to A very interesting game. And when I... Because I did watch the game, like I said, in the casino. However, drinks had been had. Maybe I wasn't concentrating as hard as I should have been at certain times. So I did watch the highlights just before uh, we came on to came on the show tonight. Um, highlights of this game. I mean, what, 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 what did you take away from this Chiefs winning and going on once again? The same story we're getting every year, Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Yeah, fifth straight year. You know, really impressive. Um, I don't know, as, as a Patriots fan, I always sort of laugh at them when they were like, you know, how being regarded as the next dynasty. I think they need a second Super Bowl, you know, to sort of mm. back up this fifth straight AFC Championship. But um, the reason I reference the Patriots is because watching... I've watched a few Chiefs games this year, but in the playoffs, you focus a lot more, right? And I think the identity of um, Isaiah Pacheco had a really good game and sort of using him in the running game. And it reminded me of when uh, Sony Michelle's first season, you know, uh, losing Brandon Cooks to the Rams. They lost Tyreek Hill, quickest weapon. Um, and the offense is a lot more balanced now. Yes, Mahomes is relying on Kelsey, but he was still dominant, two touchdowns. Um, and also, I think it was gutsy from him to come back out after, you know, his ankle injury. Um, I think some people have been a bit harsh and say he was putting it on. I don't think he was. Um, showed a lot of grit. So, yeah, I was impressed. I don't think players like him put it on. You'd have thought not. I mean, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a serial winner, isn't he? He's a guy that always wants to be out on the field playing. Um, the, the Chiefs made a spectacular interception with Trevor Lawrence, Johnny, towards the end of the game, sort of seal out the game. And I know at times the Chiefs really did look like they were dominating, but the scoreline and I thought the way the Jags played Little bit unlucky not to see the Jacksonville Jaguars return to the AFC Championship. And is there positive signs moving ahead for Jacksonville? 
Yeah, absolutely. Jacksonville were, were well and truly in this game in, in the first half. Uh, and obviously with the Mahomes injury, that only, you know, would have spurred them on to sort of think they had a real chance of, of getting back to the AFC Championship game. Um, I mean, in the end, it, it, it was it was not fairly convincing, but, you know, the, the Chiefs were able to get over the line um, and there wasn't really much, uh, many doubts towards the end of the game uh, that they were going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a brilliant season, I think, for the Jaguars. They've been, you know, quite inconsistent in patches. Um, I think, but Trevor Lawrence has come on leaps and bounds towards, you know, the end of the season and and, and into the postseason. So they've definitely got the building blocks. Um, you know, a really sort of young franchise on um, both sides of the field. Um, yeah. I think you know they have the offensive weapons and they can add to that as well um, to really take you know, their game to the next level. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them back next year. They'll certainly be the, uh, you know, the the, the team favoured for the AFC South, uh, quite a weak division. But, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars can really now start to focus on building a team that can go far in, in, in the playoffs, not just perhaps just getting there. Um, so, yeah, very excited to see them in, in, in 2023 um, and see what, you know, how far they can go um, over the next few years. You talk about favourites, Sky. I mean, do the Chiefs now take the number one spot as favourites to win the whole thing? I read this morning about how, I don't know when they've been doing the bookies odds in the US, but apparently it's the closest ever between the final four teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still say the Eagles and then maybe the 49ers have the most well-rounded um, teams. You know, the Eagles probably have the best D-line, arguably best secondary and a really strong offense, but I mean, the mm. Chiefs obviously are prolific as well. I'd, I don't know. I'm copping out and saying I don't know who I'd put as number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We can have plenty copying out, copying out on this uh, on this podcast. Don't worry about that. We move on to the next game, but it was on to Saturday into Sunday morning. And commiserations for our fellow uh, podcaster Andrew Manning. Andy was with me. Did stay up till halftime, then watched the rest of the game in the morning with me. And uh, really, Johnny, the only blowout. Of the of the weekend, Eagles beating the Giants thirty eight to seven, a game that the Eagles just felt in control the whole time. I felt at times like they didn't really sh- they shifted into gear at some occasions, but were definitely just head and shoulders above the Giants. I think they they, they, they really showed their their class and style in this game, didn't they? Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think the Eagles got you know, really into into top gear um, in this game, but they didn't really need to, I thought. Mm. You know, there was no apparent sign of the damaged shoulder um, from, from Jalen Hurts. He put in a really commanding uh, performance in the centre and, you know, his decision-making has just become, uh, you know, one of, if not the, you know, main asset of, of his game. And I think that showed on, on the scoreline. So, yeah, I, it's it, obviously the, the, the Eagles... Um, um, you know, coming off the bye, I needed to, to prove that they, you know, still, still mm. uh, the, one of the, like, sorry, the dominant team in, in the NFC. And they did that. Um, obviously, for the Giants, it's dis- disappointing end to the season, uh, particularly after the performance against the Vikings. Um, but um, yeah, you can't take anything away of how how much they have, you know, overachieved in, in terms of their expectations. Before the start of the year, um, you know, all, you know, Obviously, Daniel Jones had a difficult day out um, um, at the weekend, but you know I, I still think he's done more than enough to silence doubters over mm. over his future as a starter in New York. 
Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to him, you know, hopefully taking another step um, forward in his game next year. But yeah, getting back to the Eagles, yep, they, I mean, this this weekend's encounter, um, the two top teams perhaps in the NFL, uh, the two most complete teams, I think, the Eagles and, mm. and the 49ers, you know, they're just littered with superstars. I think that's going to be, you know, the, the real, real test, obviously, for for, um, for Jalen Hurts and, and his team. So, yeah, they, I think they're just going to have to step it up once again um, if they're going to have any chance of um, of overcoming the, the 49ers, uh, particularly in the form that they're in as well. Now, I may have been picking this up wrong, Sky, but I thought I saw a little wry smile when Johnny said that Daniel Jones had proved his worth and definitely seemed like he should be the quarterback in New York. Are you prone to disagree? Do you want to counter the argument? I didn't know my smile was that visible, but I know last time I was, <laughs> I was on, I mentioned about not being sold on him. I saw that he had 24 rushing yards on six attempts compared to 78 versus Minnesota, 135 yeah. passing yards against the Eagles, only 301. And I think um, Minnesota didn't do it, but the Eagles proved that if you can keep him in the pocket and get pressure yeah. on him, then things aren't going to happen. Of course, I don't want to be too harsh on Daniel Jones. He's had a good season and they're lacking weapons in terms of receivers. But I don't know if they would ever, as good as Brian Dable is, as much of a star as Saquon Barkley is, I don't think he's uh, the quarterback to take them all the way. Um, but unfortunately, when which is really good for him, he's had a good season personally. So they wouldn't, they'd be harsh to to swap mm. but then in two years time if they don't or three years if they don't make it then you have the same question mark so i'm not saying they should change but um i was quite satisfied to see what the eagles defense managed to do because it sort of just <laughs> reaffirmed what i thought <laughs> mm. yeah I, I know it's been a lot a lot i've heard a lot of people say the next day straight after the game i, I woke up to text saying that it, it sort of proves what Daniel jones can do when he does have pressure on him i would argue that he came up against the best pressure team in in history, I mean, isn't it? I don't get. I've had more pressures than like the, the famous Bears defense in the eighties. Like, so it's something ridiculous out of their sack rate. So this this Eagles team is so formidable, Sky. And what? But what do you think is the makeup of this of this team that makes it so good and so formidable? Is it the fact that their roster is so complete? Is it the the fact of, of they just rode a good wave? They've had quite a favorable schedule. Is it the fact of they added the weapons in the right places? What what do you reckon makes this team so special at the minute? I feel like they're a team that anybody we could talk about all day, right? Because they set mm. the single season record. I think four players had double digit sacks, regardless of the schedule. You know, that's impressive in itself. Um, secondary with Slay, uh, Bradbury, Avante Maddox, you know, they've got they've got players there. And then to go and get AJ Brown, yes, people are saying that they, you know, played well together in college, but him and Jalen Hurts have showed great rapport. And I think that's freed up the likes of Smith as well. Um, everything's just clicked. They've got a committee of running backs. Their O-line is probably the best in the league. Kelsey, Lane Johnson. So um, that sounds like a cop-out, but in a good way, because literally mm. every area is stacked. So um, at first, I was one of them thinking, oh, this, the schedule's easy. But seeing them in the playoffs, there's no reason why they can't go all the way. Mm. And I, I think as well, the Eagles historically in the last few years have had injuries. They've had injuries all over the place, the row line especially. And this year they've kept healthy. And what would they have done if in the other years if they just kept healthy, I suppose? Um, so it really shows how much a formidable team this is and, and how much I think it will carry on being that go be that way going forward. I think there is they're gonna have to look at the draft because some of these guys 
are getting older, which they have started to do. They drafted Jordan Dave this year. That's your, you know, Fletcher Cox replacement there. They're going to look at different levels now of where they can replace as they get older. And I think that they're, they're a smart organization and a credit to them of how good they've been this year and how well they performed against the Giants. Um, Move on to the first of the Sunday games. Bengals v the Bills. The Bengals winning 27 to 10 in what was a snowstorm of a match. I texted this to everybody before this game started. The Bills on a Sunday in a playoff game in the snow. This is NFL football, Johnny. This is what we want to see in the playoffs. And a, a tightly contested game this was. But the, I said the Bengals, they're the team you didn't want to play in a playoff game at the minute. And it, they, they really showed, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Yeah, Joe Burrow was was just so clinical in the first two quarters uh, of that game, and that really just set the tone for the rest. The rest of the context, you know, we had the whole surrounding um, storyline of this game. Obviously, you know, being the, the the snow game, everyone hyped up for that sort of thing. But obviously, you know, the the the, the Demar Hamlin, um, you know, returning um, to the, the stadium. Obviously, Bills and Bengals played uh, together in in the game where he suffered the cardiac arrest. Um, so you know, emotions were, were, were running high, and obviously that you know takes a bit of the way from the the um, uh, the actual contest. But um, but yeah, I think you know the, the Bengals just yeah absolutely set the tone. Um, you know the the the, the the di- the amount of people that that Burrow was able to find and stretch the the Buffalo secondary was was just extraordinary. I think, um, and yeah, I think the the I mean, I said it on I think last week. I was I was convinced that the the Bengals were, um, you know, are looking the team that uh, setting a light the AFC. Um, I I think they they can go all the way once again. Um, this year, um, and that's you know Joe Burrow is is the man who's leading them there. Um, he is possibly probably the the the, the most informed quarterback um, in the NFL at the moment. Um, and yeah, I think you know after this game, there's there's no reason why he can't go on to become um, the, the the number one player in his position. Um, he deserves to be in the MVP race, um, and you know, hopefully, in the next couple of years, he can he can prove that to people, um, and yeah, carry on, carry on um, uh, competing with with the big teams like the Bills mm. and the Chiefs, which is yeah where they are at the moment. Sky the saying always the bridesmaid, never the bride, really does apply to to the Buffalo Bills a little bit. Yet again, missing out on a Super Bowl. I was, as most of you know, I was backing them to to go to Super Bowl and win it because I do think they deserve to have some sort of award, I suppose, some sort of Super Bowl in the last few years. I think they've just been spectacular to watch and, and really changed the game. And Josh Allen's improvement has just been so good. What They're so close every year. What is it about them that doesn't get them over the mark? So tough to say, but I think I tweeted straight after the game saying they just reminded me of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers now. They're like the media's mm-hmm. darling choice. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Fantastic in the regular season, but just something doesn't click in the playoff games. And it was, I know Johnny touched upon it there. It was just the, sort of the way they lost, you know, to only mm-hmm. score 10, was 10 points at home in a playoff game is, mm-hmm. you know, I just was, I was shocked that the Bengals mm-hmm. were so impressive. And I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it. We saw how frustrated Stefan Diggs was. Um, which I don't think was a good sign because in the last couple of years, they sort of were like, well, we lost to the Chiefs because of the overtime rules. Well, they've changed the overtime rules and they couldn't even get to overtime this time. 
because they sort of mm. got blown out at home. So um, I don't know why it is, but I mean, I think they've got players coming up for contract renewal, probably not loads of salary cap space. So um, I don't think it gets much easier is what I'm saying for them down the road, but they'll still always be in contention as long as they've got Josh Allen. And obviously the narrative, Johnny, comes out immediately when this happens with teams is that Josh Allen can't win the big one. Do you think that's a fair criticism? Because it, they've not been to the Super Bowl. They've been the AFC Championship, lost there to the Chiefs. They, they it, I hate it usually when people get that tag rat line, but sometimes it does sort of prove true. Tony Romo, I mean, he's a fantastic commentator, but he did not do well in the playoffs ever. I mean, he's still young, isn't he, Johnny? Like He's got time. Yeah, I mean, I, I I love Josh Allen. I think he's um, a brilliant player to watch. But, you know, he's been in this position a few times already um, and he's not been able to get his team over the line. Um, and, you know, people, if this continues to happen, will, you know, put question marks in it. And, and I think whether that's fair or not, that's another question. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think the... Just how there's something not quite right in Buffalo. Mm. You know, we, we've sort of pictured them, I think, coming into the season, seeing them in the first games against the Rams. I was convinced, you know, that this was going to be a different Bills that we've seen um, from previous years. And, you know, we saw that in the in the regular season. But it just doesn't translate into, uh, into the, you know, the games that really matter um, mm. in the post-seasons. But, um, but, yeah, I think it was, you know, the manner which, which the Bills lost, which... Um, I think surprised and shocked a few people, um, you know, especially, you know, looking at this team, particularly the, the defensive front, which they've, you know, they've got a lot of first rounders within, in that, in that um, mm. unit, um, you know, Ed Oliver, uh, Rousseau. This, this, this was a massive argument, Byron, who is on the fantasy show. This was one of his big yeah, gripes about this year and about this playoff game was that you, the, every year when we had our weakness, we've gone and got it. So yeah. I, my big critique, my, me and Andy's big critique a long time ago was they don't have a number one receiver. They went and got Stefan Dix. Last year, it was we don't pressure the quarterback. In fact, two years now, it's been we're not pressuring the quarterback enough. They've spent multiple first-round picks. They brought in Von Miller. I know Miller's got injured and that didn't work out in, in that sense. But can you see the bill frustration here with that? Absolutely. And particularly against... A Bengal side who are playing their, you know, almost backup um, mm. offensive line. We know they've had trouble, and I think Burrow's only sacked once. Um, so, mm. you know, I think that just just summarised that there's there's something not quite right with whether that be you know recruitment wise or um, you know just the 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 atmosphere and the build up of the the roster. Um, yeah, I I think. The Bills are still, without question, one of the premier teams in in the AFC. Obviously, you know, to get to um, the mm. division rounds of one of the top um, four teams in in the conference is, is is a great achievement. But to get to that next level, to where the the uh, to where the Chiefs and obviously the Bengals um, are now at, um, you have to have big big playmakers for big moments. And unfortunately, um, you know, those players, the the first rounders, Josh Allen, um, Stefan Diggs, didn't um, didn't turn up, unfortunately, when it mattered. It's been the tagline of all the playoffs so far on this podcast. Big players make big plays in big games. And if you don't do that, that's what's going to happen. Now, let's go on to the last game of Sunday. One that I'm particularly excited to talk to Sky about because the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers 
smashed the Dallas Cowboys 9-19-12. So maybe not a massive smash. But Sky, you backed this Cowboy team to the trenches. I'm going to give you your words and I hope you're hungry because you're going to have to eat them because the San Francisco 49ers are rolling onto the NFC Championship. How did you feel about the game? I, I know you said <laughs> we spoke about it on Sunday. No, well, yesterday morning, I think you said I've, I've sort of kept quite quiet on social media after I hyped <laughs> the Cowboys up maybe a little bit too much. So uh, what went wrong? What went wrong? My first tweet was um, this was an early April Fool's joke, which got a few. <laughs> right. So um, I think to be fair, there was um, a tie game where there was, you know, you guys are saying, you know, big plays, big moments. And I know you can't sort of home in on one or two moments, but it was a tie game and Dak was backed up on his um, own end zone, hit Lamb. And then on that drive, it was third and five. And I think Fred Warner had, a, he broke up a pass for CD Lamb. And then literally that next drive, Purdy hits Kittle, they score. Um, and it just changed the whole dynamic because I think the Dallas defense did really well to contain McCaffrey. Eagles will take a lot of positives from that. Um, but it was just the turnovers. And I thought that Dak had finally got over that with how he performed against Tampa Bay. But that's what ended up costing them. Um, but like you said, same old Dallas, really. Um, shouldn't, have, shouldn't have backed them. Same old Dallas. We'll go on about more about Dallas in a moment. But Johnny, the 49ers looking really great with all the weapons they have. Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, he wins the NFC Championship. He played like what five, four regular games in the regular season. He's going to be, he's going to be Rookie of the Year. He's going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year, surely. Yeah, another amazing um, day for for the short and spectacular career of, of Brock Purdy. What a outstanding achievement for for someone who you know, obviously with the tagline of Mystery Relevant, has been would have been written off by so many people um, mm. as an NFL quarterback. Um, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, to look at some of the names that he has sort of emulated as, as eclipsed in terms of just getting to the um, the conference championship, he'll take so much, so much from. And there's no reason why he can't lead the 49ers all the way. I think, like you said, they've got so many weapons um, on both sides of the field. Um, you know, they are a very balanced team. I think, you know, we've, we've, we've seen that more and more as the season's gone on. And, you know, coming up uh, against an Eagles team who perhaps in the past have been a, a little bit vulnerable against the run uh, with players like Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, who, you know, as, as as Sky mentioned, were quite quiet in the games against Cowboys. Um, yeah, they can, they can really step it up. And, yeah, it's going to be such an exciting game, I think, between the 49ers and the, the Eagles. Um, yeah, two teams with... with an enormous uh, amount of, of talent um, across all areas. Um, yeah, they, they, yeah, what, what a what a storyline. Um, and yeah, we'll see we'll see how, how that goes on. Sky, if the 49ers win this, in what world do we not see Brock Purdy being the the, the starting quarterback next year? Because it me when me Adam and Andrew met up on Saturday, this is one we discussed over dinner is. Brock Purdy goes and wins the Super Bowl. In what world can you drop him for Trey Lance next year? Because let's face it, Garoppolo's gone. Like we know they tried to ship Garoppolo this year, got the injury early to Lance, and we're like, well, we'll keep Garoppolo because we're going to have to now. And then obviously he gets injured, so Purdy comes in. Like, oh great, okay, we got. And Purdy's done so well, clicked really well in this offense as well. I mean, he deserves his starting job, surely now. 
Yeah, he does. I mean, since becoming a starter, I read they've went up from an average of 23.5 points per game to 34.8. So that's since week 14, which is insane. I guess the only argument that you see a lot of analysts saying is, you know, this is not Purdy's in general. Like, remember even when Mahomes had his first start on the end of whichever season it was it's like oh well there's not enough tape on him mm-hmm. but I feel like Shanahan's made almost like a quarterback proof offense so mm-hmm. if Purdy's playing so well in it then why would he not have a job but um yeah if they if they win it, it I guess it would be like when Brady won his first Super Bowl right they were saying would Bledsoe take back over I think no you have to go with the guy who's taking you all the way mm-hmm. um so definitely if, if they do go all the way then um Mr Irrelevant will be relevant for the Mm. future well that the argument also flips with trey lance surely doesn't it as well because we don't have enough tape on trey lance he, and, and we certainly don't i don't I, well i don't know about his college career maybe we need andrew here to sort of verify that but I, I, he's probably got more tape in college than trey lance has because trey was only a first year one year starter for north dakota in a weak division incredibly weak division they go up to three to go and get him and he's not he's not played 10 games he's not played five games in in the nfl yet i mean it's this is really tough for trey i, I mean it's tough for trey lance because he's he's had a very unfortunate injuries but as a as the as a 49ers fan sky like you what sort of yeah how could you how could you then justify putting lance in because it does work both ways with this tape i don't think you can justify it don't mm-hmm. Johnny probably agrees, but it's it's tough to to do so. Like you said, he's barely played any games, coming off a horrific injury, um, mm. and he's taken their Purdy's taken the offense to the next level. Yes, they've got playmakers, but I mean to improve that offense by the amount of points. I said when he was taken over from Garoppolo, who's been mm. a starter in that offense for years. Um, yeah, it just speaks volumes. But then I guess what do they do? They probably have to go and trade Trey Lance who's going to want him are coming up people will want him but coming off of his mm. injury it'll be at a discounted price so they've got a big off season coming up i think even if they fall short to the eagles or in the super bowl there's still big question marks over that position in san francisco mm. yeah purdy completely... gets, gets absolutely nick falls out of it maybe but <laughs> yeah. Go on, yeah, I, I i completely agree scott i think you know, it, even if Brock Purdy isn't the starting quarterback in, in San Francisco next year, it definitely won't be Trey Lance. I can see them, if they do fall short against um, the Eagles or in, in the Super Bowl, if he advance and there is a decision to to, to change the quarterback position, I, they'll be bringing in, uh, you know, a, a veteran. They're in very win-now um, situation. And obviously Lance coming off the... Um, um, his, 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 his terrible injury from, from um, I think it was week two of the season. Yeah, it's difficult. That's the NFL. Um, that's, that's life, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's a, a difficult road recovery for, for Lance um, and seeing where he, he fits in um, is, yeah, very unknown. But obviously um, for, for Purdy, um, he will be, you know, basking in this um, success and doing everything he can to put himself in the best position to to lead this 49ers franchise um, for many years to come. Mm. And and now, Johnny, the, the criticism goes to Dak immediately. I mean, I've seen already Jersey burning, Jersey throwing in a bit of light. I ain't all about that. I hate all that sort of crap out there. Like, But the question, the, but the question does have to be asked about Dak because they, they paid him late and then they paid him a lot because they didn't get it sorted. 
he was a fourth round pick. He's been he came in and did fantastic in that year that Tony Rover went injured. And he's not really pushed that needle again to that height, I suppose. And, you know, they won 12 games this year. Yeah. Do I remember any of the big 12 wins? No. I, 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 the thing was that exciting, I think, about Dallas this year. And and when you're looking around the quarterbacks now that are in that, you know, even in this, in in the here, outside of Daniel Jones, and I could argue Daniel Jones can be better. He was certainly better in the wild card. You know, with Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is better. Patrick Mahomes, he's better. Jalen Hurts, he's better. Um, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, way better. Brock, well, Brock Purdy, okay, we can argue to and fro about that. He hasn't had a proven career. But he's probably one of the worst quarterbacks in this playoff run. And he shouldn't be on that level now, right? Yeah, it's 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 a really disappointing one. I think, um, you know, Sky mentioned, um, I think, his play on on, um, on the weekend, the interceptions. He could have had many more, I think, mm. um, from 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 um, throws that just went away. And I think that's that's become too much of a focus point on Dak's game. And it, and it, and it can't be. It's... Um, it's difficult because you know the most exciting part for me, not even a Cowboys fan of the Cowboys this year, was was when Cooper Rush was on the centre where they had that nice run. Um, you know, may not be a you know, better quarterback than, than than Dak, but Dak certainly not hit the heights that the Cowboys need to, um, you know, excel um, and and push on to to really challenge for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he's very inconsistent. Yes, he has. Some ex- really good games, like um, he was brilliant against the Bucks um, a couple of weeks ago. But then, you know, uh, this weekend against against Niners, it, it just comes crashing down. But you know, something massively has to change for Dallas. We said this for I think a few years now. Um, you know, they they have players there that are obviously earning a lot of money and 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 too much money, um, frankly, for for for, for you know the, the return that. That Dallas gets back in them, so yeah, I think something does have to change. Whether that be the the, the coaching staff, because some of the, you know, don't want to get too much into the the final play um, of the game against against the Niners. What on earth was um, was um, was that with with Zeke on the centre and um, yeah, <laughs> play just getting blown up with with two seconds to spare. Um, you've got to give your chance. Uh, got to give. Your weapons a chance. I think if, if you're going to play a trick play, don't do it <laughs> with um, yeah all the all the sort of experimentation that they were you know, you know putting on their offensive line. Yeah, something has to change, and I feel uh, yeah, there's changes galore, particularly with the coaching staff. I feel um, that's my sort of call. Um, so yeah, we'll see what Dallas are like next year, but um, but yeah, not again, just just very disappointing for for um, for fans. Um, well, it's not like they don't have a historical backstory or anything like that where they had years of success. And, you know, Trey, like, Trey Lance to the, to the Cowboys, maybe. You never know. I mean, tr- stranger things have happened. But let's have an eye forward to this Sunday, 8 o'clock NFC Championship at 8 p.m. The San Francisco 49ers go into the Philadelphia Eagles. A matchup I would consider of two of the most complete rosters, if not the both complete rosters in the league sky. Who do you see coming away with this? Four, 13 and 4, the 49ers in the season, 14 and 3, the Eagles in the season. Both so impressive. 49ers have got over so much adversity this year as well. The Eagles have just been a, a slobber knocker of a team. They've been so good. Who can you see walking away with this? 
uh, this weekend. I have to admit, the more I've looked at it, I feel like whoever I pick will lose. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's just the way I feel about it. Um, but looking, when I was sort of, like you said, they're both the most complete rosters in the whole NFL. But when I look at who has the edge, I do give the edge to the Eagles in the, the areas, quarterback, um, offensive line. And I just think that, it, you know, they have weapons of their own. I think the the corners such as Slay and Bradbury might not be as quick to go against Debo and uh, Brandon Ayuk, but they still have the talent to go up against them. Um, and I like the Eagles defense to sort of shut down San Francisco's weapons more than the other way around. Um, so I would give the edge to the Eagles. You can tell I'm saying it cautiously, but I think, you know, <laughs> either way, whoever wins, it won't be more than, than one score. I expect a tight game. I hope it is as well. I, I feel like I feel like partially a bit of me has over time written all over this, which probably is completely incorrect. But uh, Johnny, are you back in sky with the Eagles beating the 49ers at the league? I'm going to go the flip side and, and argue against. I Well, I mean, for the last month or so, I've, I've thought the 49ers have looked mm. the most complete team um, uh, in, in the league. Like we've mentioned, so many players, um, so many elite players um, on the roster. But yeah, this is this is a match which is just so tight, um, very close to call. I think, you know, I mentioned how the 49ers uh, can beat the, the Eagles. I think, you know, they have to make sure the the running game um, uh, is on point. Then we saw it against the the um, the commanders, how the commanders were able to to um, you know put a blueprint on 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 beating the Eagles early in the season. Um, so I think you know targeting uh, the run is 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 a real focus, and obviously they've got such elite running backs, Forty uh, Nine ers, Eagles. I think you know they're so balanced and versatile uh, going forward. Um, you know, being able to throw passes um, and connect with passes uh, all over the all over the field i think they again they just have to keep you know targeting different receivers getting everyone into the game um, and on defense obviously putting the pressure on um, a rookie in, in in Brock Purdy and hoping he you know crumbles or makes some mistakes um i think that's you know their sort of way to win but yeah, it's it's very close to call, um, almost a you know a sort of coin flip uh, for me. Uh, two extraordinary teams, um, and yeah, who are both very deserved of, of being where they are and, and getting a place in in the Super Bowl. I had this I had this NFC Championship called for quite a while. To be fair, I thought that the Forty Nine ers and Eagles were going to get there against each other because. I, and again, I think it's so hard to call. I'm like mega excited about this game. I'm mega excited about both games, but I'm more so excited about this game because I just think it'll be like gritty, hard hitting. You know, you've got Hassan Reddick, Nick Bosa, like two great guys off the edge. AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, two premier elite wide receivers. Jalen Hurts and Christian McCaffrey, two premier running backs. Um, did no one get that? Did no one get that little joke I put in there? No. I didn't buy it. No one found it very funny. Just didn't buy it. <laughs> Oh, what's a guy got to do around here to get a to get a little giggle? I mean, come on. Um, I I would love the 49ers to go through, um, but I do. I still think Eagles are equally. Uh, I don't mind whoever goes through. I'll back the 49ers because I, I like the 49ers. These are two historic franchises. The 49ers have been there in recent times and didn't quite make it. And um, I really love the dude on TikTok as well. That guy, the dad with the glasses. You seen him, the Hispanic dad? He's on like he goes out to the 49ers games, he loses marbles. 
He's great. He's hilarious. And I want that for him. And I and also, you know, I love, I love Gareth. He could do with knocking down Pega two sometimes. You know, I'm not, he's a Liverpool fan. He's an Eagles fan. He thinks they're great. You know, it's, what can I say? What can I say? I want I like an underdog to win, even though they're the second seed, I suppose. Um, the FC Championship, uh, Johnny, the Bengals going up against the Chiefs. Bengals going 12 and 4 in the season. Chiefs going 13, 14 and 3. Obviously, the first seed against the third seed. Um, this this feels like fireworks with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow coming up against each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think they obviously two of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL coming up against each other has all the hallmarks of a of a classic and obviously a repeat of of last year's game. Um, so you know we're expecting big things. A lot obviously depends on how fit Patrick Mahomes is. All signs seem you know positive that. You know, first and foremost, he will play, um, but he's able to play at you know the level that he is. Because if not, then you know I can't see anything other than than a Bengals victory. I think from looking at the um, you know the the betting sort of previews, Bengals are just about edge um, edge this one um, you know, on the preview. So yeah, I think if if Kansas City wants to get back to the Super Bowl and um, they're going to have to, you know Mahomes is going to have to be. Um, on laser um, sharp, um, as I expect Burrow will be, you know the all both of their sort of skill position players are fantastic, um, and they're going to have to you know stay in the game uh, for as long as possible, uh, long as possible. Sorry, but yeah, I think the the Bengals D um, has, has has come up uh, once again when the teams most needed it. We um, mm. saw so obviously against the Bills, but. Um, but yeah, I think yeah this this one is again has all the hallmarks of a of a classic. Um, and yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Bengals, like I've said. Uh, but anything could happen, and uh, yeah, that's why we love the NFL. Um, but yeah, it's all all big plays from big players. That's what that's what counts. That's definitely what counts. In the last few years, Sky, you have to admit, Joe Burrow has been walking around with one heavy pocket. Because the Chiefs have been living in that pocket for since he's come in the league, he has such a good record against the Chiefs. Do you think he can overcome that again at Arrowhead? Yeah, I feel like they have a very, very good chance. We know how good the Bengals are against the Chiefs and how well Burrow's played. And you know, as Johnny's basically said, when the lights are bright, Joe Burrow chase it all turn up, right? Um, I just feel like this gives this game though the same with who I want to be in the Super Bowl, just to throw out those, the 49ers and the Bengals. But that's why I've been going with my head. And I think it will be the Eagles v. the Chiefs. Um, and the reason I say the Chiefs is because I get that feeling, you know, when San Francisco made the NFC title game last year and they were like, the Rams can't beat them. It was just saying mm. the Rams can't win, the Rams can't win. They're still two evenly matched teams. I just feel like the Chiefs are due a win against them. Um Burrow's only been sacked twice in the last two games against the Chiefs, so of course they need to get that pressure um, on him to sort of impact the game. But um, I know I said at the start of the show, I think Pacheco is going to be the difference maker. If he can have another big game, even in those three losses since Burrow's been there, Chiefs have had running backs rush for over 100 yards. So they can get a big game out of him in particular. You know, he runs hard, he runs well. Um, then I think that could be the difference. The only issue is is the Bengals coordinator, um, Anarumo. I mean, in that last championship game, I think at halftime, they went to three up front on the defence and dropped another man into coverage and it just gave Mahomes so much headache. So if he throws another spanner in the works, then there's no reason to say Cincinnati can't win. But um, I'm going to say Chiefs just about. 
But I don't mind being wrong on that because I kind of want the Bengals to go mm. the way. Yeah, I, I don't mind being wrong on this either. Like, I'd like the Bengals to win it just because I really enjoy their style of play. And I think they're, they're so exciting. And I like it. And Joe Burrow win the Super Bowl ring would pretty, be pretty cool, right? Like, we've seen Pat Mahomes win the Super Bowl. It'd be good. Like, And also the FC North. I know we're rivals, but part of me, like, wants them you know if we if we play you know you got the super Bowl winner in your division that's it's it's competitive and it means it's it's a decent division to be in so i i i just like to see joe burrow burrow win a ring because i think it'd be it'd be really cool and plus also as well zach taylor in his first year won like two games didn't he and he got absolutely rinsed and i did as well i rinsed him as well everybody did and to look at how he's turned his team around with joe burrow and the 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 picks they've made and the moves they made, the coordinators they've brought in—they've just really turned this franchise around, and um, they deserve it. They deserve to prove all the the people that the naysayers against him wrong, and and to go and win it. And uh, the Chiefs will be back, you know, like the Chiefs and Bengals. I feel like we're gonna this is gonna be an NFC Championship game. We're gonna think about on most years. I'm sure it'll be what everyone will predict next season. It'll be the Chiefs Bengals again. So. It'll be a really fun game. Just to remind you that it's Sunday night, 8 o'clock, 49s against the Eagles. And then Sunday night, again, 11.30, the Bengals against the Chiefs. So Bengals fans, Chiefs fans, I hope you booked Monday off work because it could well be a late one if it goes into overtime. Lots of really exciting things coming from the Franchise Tag podcast in the next few weeks. You've also got Johnny at Off Grid uh, NFL as well. We've got some fantastic articles over there. Make sure you go check them out. They're all coming out most days from what I believe. And also stuff coming from the Franchise Tag podcast. We've got articles and we've got loads going on. And we're not going to finish after the Super Bowl. We've got stuff going on after the Super Bowl. Lots of exciting times ahead. Make sure you like and subscribe. Until then, enjoy the AFC Championship. Enjoy the NFC Championship. And we'll see you all to talk next about the Super Bowl.